Amazon HQ2 WeWork Meltdown and Smart Home Spies. It's our last show of the year, so we're reviewing the biggest tech stories of 2019. We want to hear what your highlights and lowlights were for the year, so stick around for your daily charge. Good morning and welcome to the Daily Charge. It is December 12th. 12th. Thursday. I'm Joni Salzman. I'm Ben Fox Rubin. <laughs> Let's recap this year in tech. First up, Amazon had a bonkers year in 2019. The whole HQ2 beauty pageant backfired, not to mention backlash about workers' safety and big Bezos melodrama. Ben, sum it up. It was bad. It was a bad year. It was a bad year, especially because a lot of it really came, it, it, it percolated well outside the tech sphere. Right. It's one thing to really have an embarrassing data breach or it's something that still exists within the world of tech, within mm-hmm. the bubble that we exist. The Bezos divorce was uncomfortable, I'm sure, for a lot of people working at Amazon for a number of reasons. And it became like this big drama that existed. Right. Basically, everybody was like waiting breathless to find out what the world's most expensive divorce was going to look like. Mm -hmm. The HQ2 thing was the same thing, where it became a big national story where New York getting this very, very sought after project ended up throwing it back in the river and saying, no, we actually don't want this. And it was it proved to be a pretty embarrassing situation for Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. And something that's been an ongoing concern with Amazon, it never really bubbled up to the surface like this before, but worker safety and distribution centers. It feels like this year people really started to grapple with the fact that there may are maybe serious problems about it. Uh, It it definitely got a lot of attention this year, if not more attention. But this is something that has been percolating for this has been something that's been (laughs) percolating for years now. Uh, And it's it's getting a lot more attention. I feel like to a certain extent, HQ2 was a platform for which a lot of people were able to. Uh, voice their grievances about the company. And one of the problems there was that it didn't stop with Amazon just leaving New York. Like some of the protests about the company have still been going on. So as far as worker safety issues, as far as them working with immigration authorities, people are still really griping about that. And I think looking for the company to make some changes. Yeah. Well, our next tech story of the year actually involves Amazon too. Basically, every major voice assistant, that means Amazon, Google, Facebook, Apple, and Microsoft, they were all sending anonymized recordings to reviewers to grade how well their voice assistants worked. Now, Ben, this has been the case for years, but kind of like with workers' safety, this is something that seemed to reach a point where the public wised up to it and said, no thanks. Right. So one of the interesting um, disconnects here was that uh, a lot of the folks that worked in voice computing were like, yeah, of course we're doing this. You don't just create, um, you know, a voice assistant and then leave it on the shelf and expect it to just keep developing on its own. Uh, AI needs continual human interaction to be able to direct it and move it uh, the right way because there's garbled text or there's garbled speech. There, there are accents. There are a number of different ways that you have to really improve the technology. Uh, the problem was is that they didn't really educate the public on this. And, and they, they didn't should have make been. it an opt-in situation for anybody. No, yeah. no. And I think that was really what made people uncomfortable was that it was it, it could potentially have been my recordings. It could have been your recordings. It could have been anybody's. Now there are more uh, opt-in features or opt-out features, but they probably should have done that in, uh, earlier. This is still a new technology, so that's somewhat understandable there. But um, yeah, they definitely lost trust 
There's no question there. Yeah. All those companies did related to that. Yeah. Another company that lost some trust, WeWork. It began the year hot with an eye-watering $47 million valuation, but then came the meltdown. And it happened fast. Its IPO filing revealed a web of questionable practices and bizarre behavior by its CEO, and everything collapsed within about a month. WeWork's valuation plummeted to $5 billion at one point, basically a tenth of what it was. So do you think this was the reckoning for these overinflated ambitions for quote-unquote tech companies? I mean, I'd like to believe that, but I really don't think so. I'd love to hear your opinion on this because I've been you know, droning on about Amazon stuff, but SoftBank is still a major investor. WeWork did not implode. They did not go belly up. Well, their CEO quit. Had That's true. Fired. They had a lot of problems, but WeWork as a going concern continues to exist. And like they yeah. live to fight another day. A good example of another company that had, to my, from my consideration, an inflated value and was kind of on the road to being another one of these lousy companies was Uber. And Uber is now a publicly traded company. They're still having a lot of struggles, but um, it, it's not like they went into bankruptcy either. Yeah. my The thing that I question about it is that WeWork like to pitch itself as a tech company. Right. Because they have Wi-Fi in their buildings? Like, they're not. Right. A lot of a lot of other real estate development companies do the, that do the exact same thing have existed right. in this like very non-sexy space for years. Yeah. And they're like, what's going on here? Well, that was the thing. What was going on there? A lot of like bizarre stuff. Yeah. So hopefully investors wised up. But there's a lot of funny money that exists, not only in Silicon Valley, but in New York, all over the world. And, you know, you got a interesting pitch. You've got an interesting front person that's presenting some something that sounds like it's going to be the next hot thing. I, I could definitely this is not the last time it's going to happen. No, I mean, like that doesn't seem likely at all. You to think me. it's not the last time there's going to be an overflated company like this or not the last time it's going to like implode? Both. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like we're going to go through the cycle, I'm sure. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Well, finally, Disney Plus. Now, Disney Plus turned out to be a bigger hit than anyone expected. Quietly over the course of 2019, turns out it was the top trending search term for Google in the U.S. Then it launched in November and it was so popular, demand kept crashing the service. Baby Yoda's a giant hit. Uh, BVG, what did you think of the uh, launch for Disney Plus and what are people in the chat saying? Well, a lot of people are actually talking about Disney Plus just because it is kind of a unequivocal height train kind of thing. I'm a big fan. I know it's a major money grab. I know this could turn south in a heartbeat, and I can cancel my account in a heartbeat, too. But for now, they got the stuff I want to watch. I'm going to watch. Um, I I think it's an interesting place because I feel very hypocritical praising it because I also do really hate that we got a million and a half different streaming platforms right now, and the entire cord-cutting thing to save money on cable has completely and utterly backfired. But as long as I can watch a Goofy movie, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Joan, you've had a good experience, mostly with the app so far, right? Yeah, I mean, as a consumer, I signed up for it. I have kids, so I'm in for the long haul. Like, it's kind of like not even my my choice. But um, I think that what, it was impressive. Everyone knew that people love Disney, but I don't think people really realized how much um, people love Disney. You know, the fact that they were able to announce... Like the day after launching that they had 10 million people sign up. Nobody expected that kind of turnout for the app, um, for the service that quickly. For CNET and the Daily Charge, closing out 2019, I'm Joan. 
I'm Ben. Thanks for listening. Thanks. And watch.